Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Welcome back, everyone, to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. It's great to be with you on a Friday. Hope everything's going well your way. I am Boyd Matheson, and as we round out hour number one, uh, we want to get uh, teed up for hour number two. Uh, of course, we know that uh, $1.5 billion in federal coronavirus relief funds are coming to the Beehive State. Uh, debate is already beginning on how that money should be spent. And uh, Governor Cox this morning on uh, several of the national uh, cable stations uh, gave some uh, hints and some direct responses in terms of where he thinks that money ought to go or a big chunk of that money ought to go. Uh, again, there's $1.5 billion. Uh, heard this morning that uh, they have already received four times that amount in requests. So, again, different agencies, organizations, groups, projects uh, have already put in requests uh, that they want to be uh, on the list. They got dibs on the the one point five billion or a portion of it, and so already uh, there's there's more than three times that amount uh, that people want to get their hands on in terms of projects, and many of those are worthwhile projects. Those are things we ought to talk about. But I want you to help us talk about it and elevate the conversation coming up at two o five. And so weigh in either on our Facebook page or uh, you can do that on the Utah Community Credit Union KSL text line at 57500. What do you think the priority is in terms of these funds? Now, I will say, and we'll dig into this a little deeper in hour number two, It's we're in a good spot. Uh, this is money that we were not expecting. And because the state of Utah has been fiscally responsible, uh, we can actually be very selective in terms of how we use these funds. Uh, many states are just in such a hole and so deep in debt that they're going to have to use whatever federal funds they get to just bail themselves out. And so once again, Utah is in a great position, a strong position to do something different when it comes to this money that's uh, coming to the state through the coronavirus relief funds. And so what will we do with that? Uh, it's important that we're strategic about that. Uh, to me, this is not about just, uh, oh, hey, this is free money. Let's, uh, let's just divvy it out uh, to friends and family plan or to our favorite pet project. Uh, this is where we can be strategic. And Utah is so far ahead of the country in so many ways right now, uh, really poised to, to lead out. And as I often say, not just lead out here nationally, uh, but internationally as well. And so how we spend this $1.5 billion and how we use it, how we apply it, how we invest it matters. Because if we squander it, we get no real advantage out of that. If we invest it wisely, if we use it on strategic projects or strategic areas that we need to build up or build out, then that can help further position the state of Utah coming out of the pandemic to really lead the world. And so I think these are these are crucial conversations. These are vital decisions. 
Uh, we know there'll be a special session of the legislature uh, talking about this, making some of these decisions. And so we're going to find out uh, what that looks like, what that spending looks like, uh, where it could be spent. But I want to know where you think it should be spent. And uh, let me just say this as, uh, as we uh, continue this conversation, that we uh, had an interesting conversation, if you missed it last week, uh, with Greg McEwen, who is the author of Essentialism. And as you all know, I love to I love to learn. <laughs> it's part of the reason we love to have guests on this show because I always learn something. And when you weigh in, I learn something. And the thing I learned from Greg McEwen last week is this idea of priorities, plural, is not what it was intended to be. He shared that the word priority goes back, uh, I think, to around the 1400s, if I'm not mistaken. And he said when it was originally used, it was singular. It was priority, the most important thing. And sadly, what we've done over time is we have expanded that and expanded that and expanded that until now we talk about priorities as if as if we could have a hundred priorities. And guess what? If everything's a priority, nothing is a priority. And so when it comes to this one point five billion that's coming to the state of Utah, we better get focused on a priority, singular, something that really matters, something that's a strategic investment, something that will build for the future or strengthen us to be better in the future. Those are the conversations that we have to get to. And so I don't want to I don't want to see this hodgepodge of we're going to toss a little bit of money here. We're going to toss a little bit of money there and we'll try to do a little of this and a little of that. Uh, that will squander a real opportunity. I always told organizations when I was doing my consulting work around the world that focus always precedes success. Focus always precedes success. And it doesn't matter whether it's government spending or corporation objectives, individual goals, community purpose. Uh, you got to be focused. Focused always precedes success. And often when it comes to spending, we don't do that. In fact, we do the opposite of that. We get a chunk of money and we say, okay, let's divvy it out. What would be fair? Always a horrible place to start. (laughs) It doesn't work that way. It's not fair. So rather than saying, well, let's just give... Let's give 10 million here and let's let's see what this group can do with, you know, another 5 million or maybe 100 million here. Uh let's let's give them a little bigger chunk. And on and on and on they go. We talked about this yesterday. Uh, this was a uh, a text chain I was part of during the president's speech this week. And the idea was raised of what if you got those people in the room and this was an exercise I love to do with departments within organizations and say, okay, rather than just going to beg for your usual allotment of money, why don't you start by what is your outcome? What's the desired result? Because if you understand the outcome and you begin with the question, how could we possibly achieve that outcome? 
if we didn't have any money at all. And you would get incredibly creative if you had to deliver that result with no money at all. And then you can build up from there and say, well, what if, what if we had this much? Then, then what would we do? And what would the outcome be? Always focused on the outcome, not how much money can we get and spend. As we know, we often have really reverse and perverse motivations in spending. In government, if you don't spend it, you lose it and you don't get it back in the next budget cycle. Uh, that's crazy thinking. Uh, that, that validates bad behavior rather than good behavior, strategic behavior. So focus precedes success. We should start with what is the desired outcome of this department, this agency, this group? What do they have to deliver? What can we hold them accountable for? And then ask the question, what if we had to do it with no money? How creative could you get? How different would the would the plan be based on that? All right, join the conversation. Where do you think the money should go? What do you think the outcome should be? Stay with us here on KSL News Radio. I'm Boyd Matheson. Great to be with you on a Friday. Stay with us. Coming up 205. $1.5 million is coming. How will it be spent? Help us decide. Coming up next. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent. It was senseless. And I will never understand it. I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson. And unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.